Across our neighborhood and across the world, you're listening to our Gambling Harm podcast on Live FM. Uh, welcome everyone, uh, live from Baby Boys at Mel- uh, Melbourne, Australia. And you listen to our Gambling Harm podcast on Live FM. And my name is Asan, and my co-host is, is Jabby, wait, Jabby, uh, William, Tyrese, Alex, and Min. And our, and our special guest today is Daniel, the young leader of West. Hi, my name is Daniel. Um, I'm a young leader from the West, um, volunteering with the IPC Health today. We're going to talk about gambling arm. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Our first question is today is, what influenced you to start your career that you have right now? Yeah, so um, I guess I'll talk about my undergrad. So I, I started in um, biomedicine. Uh, I, I did that and I studied, you know, looked at biology and, and, and kind of social influences of health. And I was really interested in kind of looking more into that social aspect. Um, and so uh, I thought this was a really nice opportunity after I graduated to understand a little bit more about gambling. Uh, just for me personally, I thought it was um, a really interesting area. Um, it's not something that I necessarily learned a lot about in my undergrad, um, but I knew that it was kind of a serious issue, um, especially um, with sort of the advances in, in technology and, and advertising kind of moving into uh, different areas that it didn't used to be. In. Uh, and so being able to kind of contribute um, you know, sort of what I'd learned through my undergrad and then um, learning just on the job um, just, you know, being able to interact with students as well, um, really targeting younger, uh, young people in kind of the area that I live in. So it's oh, in yeah. the Western suburbs. So, uh, yeah, it was a really good opportunity for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Great answer. Uh, my question to you is what is the most popular form of gambling? Yeah. So, uh, most, most common form of gambling would be lotteries. Uh, people, uh, signing up for lottery tickets. Uh, it's, it's you probably don't think of it as like traditional form of gambling. Most people think of like going to the casino or um, the pokies or things like that, putting bets on things. Um, but in fact, yeah, just buying a lottery ticket, um, maybe like $10, $20. Um, and there's not a guarantee that you're actually going to be able to win anything from, win anything from that. So it's, it is actually a really serious form of gambling and it's become very normalized. Um, you know, a lot of our ads these days really colorful they got like those bouncy balls like tatsalotto they all yeah. like the uh they got the music and everything they're really fun to look at yeah um but yeah it's, it's a it's a really serious and, and really common form of gambling yeah all right my question to you is we all know that uh gambling on tatsalotto is popular and all but what are the chances of actually winning it uh not very good <laughs> so i i think uh, i looked at this recently it's probably about one in 60 million um i think that's one division one so like that's it, pretty high amount and even that's not necessarily like the, the whole jackpot so you're talking about maybe you know, you're not even winning like like the full 60 million and that's that's for everybody to win right and uh you know you're buying several tickets that's even that's not even upping your chances that much either so you're probably like two and 60 million but mm-hmm. third tickets three and 60 million so like it's that's not even there's louder <laughs> um yeah it's it's you're not even getting enough of the like one person your chance of getting uh the winning is less than you know the population of australia oh so mm. uh just to follow up on that since the chances are so low why do you think so many people 
putting bets for Tatsuloto? Oh, um, there's probably a lot of reasons. Um, I guess it's become so normalized. Um, you know, people do it for fun. That's, that's you know, yeah. you do it once you turn um, 18. You know, might you might go with your mates just to go put some money on the yeah, just for funny. Fun. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's it's kind of like an event. You know, um, I think also the advertising definitely plays a part. Yeah. Um, making it seem like a fun thing to do. Um, and, you know, we're really attracted to those big numbers. You know, they're, they're saying you can win 50, 60 million. That's obviously life-changing. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, in reality, your chances of winning that are just almost impossible. It's, mm. Yeah, it's not realistic. Uh, just for the next question, what do you, like, think causes people to, like, start gambling? Uh, yeah, again, like, it, it's, it's really complex. Um, so I guess part of it, you know, I guess we can talk about like um, our biology. You know, our brains were kind of wired to to get addicted to things, uh, not necessarily gambling. Like you might get addicted to like scrolling through your phone, mm. um, sugary things, you know. And gambling kind of taps into that same those same things. Yeah. And um, you know, gambling companies are really good at, at like taking advantage of that. Mm. So um, you know, they're, they're making it a really like they're getting those dopamine hits. You know, you might have it on your phone. Uh, it's really easy to just um, blow all your money. You're not, you don't have that tangible um, feeling of actually holding the money and actually spending it. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's kind of that disconnect too. Um, and, yeah, there's also like that social aspect of it as well. Like if you're doing it with your mates, there's also part of like that social inclusion. So uh, I, I guess if, if you're, you know, you don't have that so kind of social network around you, maybe having trouble with uh, friends or family. It might be just an outlet yeah. in itself. So it, it could become an event that becomes like kind of comforting in a way. So, um, yeah, and, and there's so many other reasons as well. You could touch on if you yeah. yeah. So my question would be, with the increase of loot boxes in games nowadays, would you really consider loot boxes as part of gambling? Oh, for sure. Yeah, so um, again, it's it's... It's kind of become normalized you know, and you don't really think of it as a, a type of gambling, right? You don't yeah. traditionally, like you maybe like in the 70s or 80s, you're going to the tab or the tavern to, to go and yeah. bet after you go have a few drinks or something like that. Um, but yeah, like nowadays it's it's getting built into these video games. Um, for example, like Call of Duty or, or CSGO, yeah. people buying these like what skins for their guns, right? Yeah. yeah. You can use in-game currency for that. But you also have the option to spend real money to kind of, you know, get ahead in the game or there's also that social aspect that the games like to build into it too. Like yeah. you feel like, oh, I get, if I get that skin, hey, I'll be, I'll look cool. Or, you know, like I get that kind of cred, you know, like I know that's the most expensive yeah. skin in that. Yeah. So, you know, it kind of gives you that kind of social status. Yeah. And so, you know, there's a lot of complex reasons. Um, and, and so, yeah, it's, it's really bad. And so... I think from I think about 2012 or 2013, uh, I think about like it was like 5% of, uh, of games like had that kind of involved, those, that kind of loot box, uh, those things that you could spend money on to basically gamble. Um, but that's kind of shot up to over 70% you know, yeah. since a couple of years. It's really increasing so nowadays. It's increasing heaps, yeah. And mm. um, I guess these... Uh, video game companies are, it's, it's becoming a really serious problem so 
um, yeah, hopefully something gets done to kind of address this. Like maybe that we have some sort of regulations on that. Um, yeah. Yeah, because more people are like playing now and it gets popular. Yeah, and it's really – and it's so easy to um, – yeah, it's so easy to just hop on these games. Like it's – there's uh, things like uh, Call of Duty. I mean, it says like what's MA15 plus or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but like you can young still, people. Yeah, you, play, can, yeah. you can be younger than that and still um, – yeah, and get, get involved and you're still – and you're getting into that gambling behavior from a really young age and you obviously don't perceive it as gambling, so – yeah and children get influenced really easily at a younger age so yeah definitely yeah you don't have that sort of impulse control but even still um we, we talked about this earlier but like there's that kind of spectrum of gambling yeah um harm where you know most people won't get addicted you know most people can kind of control that maybe they can spend a little bit of money and um you know, it's not a big problem for them, but there's, there's that minority of people who really get addicted and those are the people who really got to try and, you know, prevent from you know, get going down that, that, that hole and, and if they do, we try to provide services for them too. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've got one more question is, uh, what sort of gamble does like student, like school students that uh, go in and like pay up? Or yeah. Stuff? yeah. Yeah. So um, I guess people... School students, I guess, are more commonly um, getting involved in things like mobile gambling, yeah. just on your phone. It's really easy. Um, you, they say you have to be over eighteen to get involved. You, you don't have to. I mean, it's very easy to fake your age. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, other things like online games, like online casinos, yeah. um, things like that. Same thing. You're supposed to be over eighteen. It's very difficult to actually. yeah yeah, give evidence for that too um and yeah it's i guess it's you there's so many different reasons for why students would get into that i mean you could um it's like that social social inclusion it gives you an activity to do after school or something maybe even in school um yeah and so you guys like it just becomes a, a social interaction for you guys to do um yeah yeah uh just with the um the um, online gaming topic. Um, why do you think people should people spend so much on in-game cosmetics that don't actually help with in-game performance? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess it's a it's a pretty complex, right? So you got like um, that social status uh, that does yeah, just how you perceived, and I guess it's um, it's more difficult when it's being targeted to such a young demographic. I mean, it's such an important part of your identity, like how you present yourself. Um, and these companies, they, they take advantage of that. So, um, you know, when you feel pressure to like have the best, I don't know, skin on your gun or like have the best player in FIFA or something like that. Um, yeah, it's, it's really difficult for, for someone in their teens to, um, avoid that. I mean, I, I remember when I was younger, like playing FIFA in school, I was so tempted to like, you know, go and, and spend actual money on getting those players like Ronaldo or Messi or whatever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and I guess I was lucky. I was fortunate in that sense that, you know, I had a lot of those, I, I had a bit more self-control, I guess. And I was kind of scared. I didn't want to get my mom angry or anything, <laughs> yeah. wasting all that money. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And so, and I know other people who haven't, you know, they do spend some money on it and it's, it's, I guess it's, 
you, you just, it's just luck at the end of the day. So it's, it's really hard to, to stop yourself. And so it's really about trying to prevent people from even having that in the first place. And it's like, well, can we do something about these games, regulating these in, in some form? Like this is actually gambling. Like, can we reduce this? So Yeah. 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 And there's so many like younger kids getting involved now because um those games are like available to play. So for popular, yeah. yeah. It's so easy to yeah, it's so easy. Like everyone like a lot of people play FIFA or like Yeah, of course. Yeah. And yeah. even if the games aren't targeted for children, children still get into it because it just looks good and appealing to them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's sure. true. Yeah. Yeah. You have like a lot of um even YouTube videos like people opening packs on CSGO it becomes such, a whole yeah. thing of its own like yeah. organically like people just start um, essentially they're just gambling like live streaming gambling um, yeah. and so it's like that second those second effects right yeah yeah even if like that like they the children can get addicted and they start stealing money from their parents and stuff like that yeah mm. yeah it's uh yeah and so yeah gambling doesn't just affect um, the individual right or like the kid or yeah who's uh, who ends up gambling but also affects like their family their friends i think it's about six to ten people are affected from one person who starts gambling right so yeah um and that can be from you know obviously stealing money but it can also be just from ruining relationships you know you're lying um being deceitful um and things like that and, and that's sort of social isolation as well because there is a lot of shame with uh with gambling as well yeah because there's not enough awareness about it Right. yeah next question um how like does gambling affect teenagers at like our age 16 15 year olds or something yeah so um i guess it's in similar ways to older like anybody who gambles i mean you're, you're obviously losing money yeah um whether that be you might be working on the side um you're obviously not going to have that money for yourself to, to spend on like maybe education cars or uh, transportation things like that um but you're also going to fracture your relationships with your family um and friends which are so important i mean at any age but especially during your teenage years that's when you're like really developing as an adult yeah uh and so gambling is it's really i mean at any age it's it's really negative but i guess in in such formative years it's uh, it has a real like a disproportionate impact, yeah. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, since there are a lot of stuff like online now, there's have been a lot of more gambling ads popping up. Why do you think that it, that this is happening? Um, I think because the industry itself is growing. There's, I mean, more people are getting into it. There's more money in it. Um, these companies, they have a lot more money to spend. So, um, advertising and advertising. A really effective way of uh, of getting more people involved. Yeah. Um, especially, I mean, they have more money to spend on these. Really, I mean, they're honestly just incredibly like amazing ads. Um, like really convincing. Very, yeah. yeah, very convincing. Yeah, they try and make it like appeal to like young people. Exactly. Yeah, they make it fun. They make it exciting. Yeah, like when you see the ads, it's all like colorful. I think that's what kind of draws all 100%. the little kids' yeah. attention yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And with the lottery ones, it makes it look like it. You're gonna be really live a good life if you win the money. Yeah, yeah. Like people cheering about the being millionaires and such. Yeah, yeah. There's like that. Oh, I can be that. That could be me. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so yeah, they're just being able to pump out more money into these ads. And I think um, in 2018 there was like 370 ads a year. That's grown to over 900. Damn. Yeah. So. Wow. 
Um, and it's it's at this rate, it's just going to continue to grow. Yeah. So, yeah. With the increase of uh, sports and like betting on sports. Hundred percent. Yeah. 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 So and in sports betting is becoming. I think it's becoming the most. Um, that's, that's where all the gambling is being like aimed towards. Yeah. It's growing so fast and so rapidly. Um, yeah. I, I like in every like you go watch a footy game or a soccer game on on TV. There's always ads on. Like sports bet, yeah, um, things like that. They're always giving you those off, like in every single ad. There's always an ad for for gambling. Yeah. yeah, they're even trying to bet on the upcoming election now. Yeah, at this point, yeah, Ex- yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's crazy. It's going oh, into oh, everything. Yeah. yeah, people can literally bet on anything at this point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Some some companies take advantage of that too. They they have wages between just everyday um, things like. Uh, oh, TV shows, just mm-hmm. it's going yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Oh, as he said, elections. Yeah. Elections. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I've got one more question. Uh, do you think uh, sport, like like most of the sports here, do you think they will like convince them like to bet on the games and all stuff like that? Uh, do you mean like the teams? Or like, yeah, yeah. Like, like in the games, like each game, like the finals, AFO, NFO, RFO. Um, I guess. From like a, a team perspective, I guess it'd be like the, these teams are getting money from it, um, and so they have an incentive to like, um, you know, advertise it and support gambling, even though it's so detrimental um, as it like soci- socially, um, and even for up and coming players who you know want to get into sports. I mean, it, at the end of the day, like the the people they might be losing out on talent who people get into gambling and go down those um you know those rabbit holes but like there's also so much money involved it's really hard for these teams and sports to kind of distance themselves away from it and like you think about like politically um it's it's such a difficult thing to to kind of tackle because these companies have so much money um they can just lobby politicians and say don't touch that or you know you're not going to get x amount of money yeah um yeah so it's a very difficult thing to kind of uh, it's a very complex issue. It's very difficult to deal with. Yeah, okay. yeah, of course. Uh, if you're tuning into the our gambling harm product uh, podcast on the live FM, live from Bayou College in Melbourne, my name is Hassan, and our co-host is Jabby, William, Tyrese, and Min, and and yeah, and our special guest is Daniel from the Young West's leader. What? In order to stop and combat against children and making purchases with their parents' credentials online and such, what advice would you give to parents to prevent their kids from potentially becoming a future gambler? <laughs> um, wow, there's so many things. Uh, I guess the the main, the probably easiest thing you could do is just maybe not have your your payment details available on your device, um, like your phone. Maybe just have, at least have to put in a password or something. Mm. Um, or if you do like don't even have it on your phone that's probably the safest way to do it um, but yeah the, other than that the, the other issues for for why people get into gambling are really complex they could be um, just like it could be an, the gambling itself is an outlet for for lots of for people so there's lots of different reasons why so yeah um, to tackle those would be more difficult but yeah at least removing that that first you know making that ba- first barrier a lot more difficult Um it's yeah, definitely something you should definitely try and implement. Yeah. Yeah, I see. 
Yeah. Yeah, of course. And one last question. What are some of the support services to help people with gambling addictions? Yeah, for sure. So, um, uh, recommend gamblers help. Um, it's offered through IPC health. Um, they offer a 24 hour service. So, um, you can give them a ring on 1-800-858-858. Um, and there's, they also have email as a service that you can, um, contact as well. And there's also lots of different, um, lots of information on the website as well. Um, there's also gamblers, other help gamblers, help, um, organizations, gamblers, anonymous, um there's also lots of uh counseling services as well um but also remember you can always you should try and talk to your family and friends about it too yeah um yeah you know they're the ones being really affected by it and just trying to open up if you can just find someone you can trust uh and starting that conversation because yeah it's, it's very stigmatized at the moment um and yeah just just starting that conversation yeah mm. adding on dad would you do you think there are any reasons for why it would be stigmatized even as of now um yeah i mean it's i guess you can think of it like um it's in order to like kind of not deal with it you kind of put that responsibility on the person um like if, if a government says you know it's 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 a very difficult thing to to tackle um and i think as a society we've kind of blamed people who have who gamble as you know not having enough willpower not able to control themselves um it's all their fault and it's not the fault of these companies who have all these billions of dollars to specifically target the weaknesses in our own brains weaknesses or insecurities as people um and taking advantage of that so i think um i think it's just about realizing that it's not we can't control that all ourselves um, maybe we can to some extent, but we still need to um, be like realize that um, there are these external forces that aren't helping, and we need to do something about that and make people aware of that. So, um, and and making sure that if if people do end up um, going down that path, they have some services. To, there's there's things people can do, um, and it's in, there's nothing wrong with you. Like this is just you need help. Okay, this is this is an addiction. Like yeah. anything. Yeah. 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 Of course. And it'd be hard because, like, like we said before, you see like nine hundred ads plus a day. Hundred percent. Yeah. It's it just pumped into your brain. Yeah. Yeah. You can't really escape from the like the gambling and stuff. Yeah. Always stay with you. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's hard to get out of. Yeah. 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 And then I feel like it's probably less um help for your gambling compared to other addictions and such. For sure. Drugs you have like rehab and such. Mm -hmm. But in gambling there isn't as much. Yeah, Phil. Well, well, that's the thing. You, you, we actually do have um, things to help gamblers, but it's just not. It's not seen in the same way. Yeah, it's yeah. not seen as yeah. like uh, like for drug addiction. But in the same, in, in some sense, it actually is kind of similar. And so yeah. we can provide that service. And it's not like it's easy. It's it's not like it's easy to stop gambling. But there are things we can do and provide for people. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, just making sure people are aware of that. That's also really important. All right. So that's all time for today. And that, thank you, Daniel, from the Young Leader West. It's been a great pleasure to talk to you, talk to you and live from Rainbow College in Melbourne, Australia. You've been listening to our Gambling Harm podcast at Live FM. My name, my name is Hassan and our co-host is Jabi William and Tyrese and Alex and Min.
and thank you for uh, thank you for joining. We we hope you have this information, thinking it's useful. And until next time, have a great day. Educating our community about the impacts of gambling harm. Live from Braybrook College, Melbourne, Australia. You're listening to our Gambling Harm podcast on Live FM.